welcome to episode eight of Top Shelf Nerd. You know, join joining me tonight. We have Professor and Hello. DJ. Hey. Okay. Um. First up, we've got a special shout out this week for the seventy fourth anniversary of the D Day landings. Happened on the sixth of the sixth, nineteen forty four. Yep. And also, there was something about um, Sergeant Major Daniel. Uh, yes. And a hundred years ago this week, on the 6th of the 6th, 1918, the two-times Medal of Honor recipient, Sergeant Major Daniel Joseph Daly, got his uh, 73rd machine gun company together and yelled, come on, you sons of bitches, you want to live forever before they charge the enemy, which is uh, quite a famous quote these days. That was the um, 73rd machine gun. Yeah. Awesome. Just rem- this, th- that's, that scene just reminds me of the charge of the Light Brigade. And how? No, I meant like the, imagine just charging in with that quote, just saying, "Come on, you sons of bitches, do I live forever?" And charging in just reminds me of Charge of the Light Brigade when the Horse Brigade just charges in and they're facing heavy fire. Have you, have you actually got the Charge of the? Yes, it well, yes, I do. That was all Englishmen, so they probably wouldn't say something like that. Yeah, they would have said, "Jolly good old chap, let's charge them." <laughs> Would have been yeah, or um, for king and country or queen and country. Um, let's let's sh- let's show them how to do it properly, son. But you gotta admit though that imagine charging in to enemy fire like with that line, it just boils you up, doesn't it? Gets the adrenaline running. Well, depending on the livid and who's the livid, but there's some people I know if they said it, you'd stand there right ahead. <laughs> yep. Seriously, if the, the, if if a politician said it and they were in the trenches with you on World War One. You'd just be going, bitch, please, lead the way. <laughs> and everyone would just, uh, you'd actually see a painted target. Like you'd say, this is a special suit for you. It's to help show that you're someone that avoided. <laughs> uh, but what, what was it like? Uh, what was it if you, if you um, didn't, if you've cowered in, in during, the, during those times, you're tarred and feathered or something like that? No, they'd shoot you. They'll shoot, oh, they'll shoot you. Yep. You you if you um abandon your post time of conflict automatic they can shoot you and uh, if you exhibited cowardice in World War One a white for all your friends your white feather well that's uh that was more for the men who stayed at home also no well that plus also anyone in if you um were up the front and you refused to move up or you and you were shirking your duty you'd be given if you weren't shot you were, oh fun as a sign I of remember cowardice. hearing about uh. The White Feather Brigades, I think they were called, which were groups of women who would go around giving white feathers to all of the able-bodied men who didn't go to fight. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's a lot, lot, lot of stories. There's actually guys that have been given white feathers, but the reality was that they were actually working as part of intelligence issues. Yeah, or they were on leave or something like that. Ah, uh, yeah. The, the, the ones I've heard, well, there were actually guys that were, they stayed living at home and were working as part of... So everyone thought that they were, they were being cowards. They were... Doing a lot. Yeah, it's pretty crazy um, how caught up everyone was in the war. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the... Uh, s- uh, oh. I suppose we should probably move along. Yep. Yeah. Um, Professor, you a story about aliens or among them? Possibly. <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean, the octopus could be an alien. Oh, I was, I was hoping for the politicians to be the aliens, not the octopus. No, the politicians <laughs> are lizard people who live inside the hollow earth. Get your conspiracy theories right, mate. <laughs> how can they live inside the hollow earth when it's flat so they live on top of the elephant's back or... no they live on the, the other side the earth's flat but they live on the other side of the earth oh. 
technically inside the earth because that's the side where the elephant is. Uh, 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 anyway, the um, a group of scientists wrote a paper for progress in biophysics and molecular, molecular biology. I stumbled on over my words tonight. And they, um, they reckon that cephalopods, oh, wow, cephalopods, including squids, octopus, and cuttlefish, could be aliens because the, uh, they think that the, the genetic makeup of cephalopods is so different to anything that's been seen on Earth that it's possible that they come from outer space. So are they going to say there's a platypus for some of the Australia? <laughs> Maybe. Although I thought the platypus was a hoax. Just stitched together a duck and a... I don't know. <laughs> well, they did originally. Yeah. I love hearing that story about how they, uh, they sent one back to England and English biologists were just like, you, you what, mate? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you got you got to love claim to be. I wonder how many people will buy this story, though. Um, well, probably go well with all the flat earth people. Yeah. Um... <laughs> In their tinfoil hats. Other can... Just wait for some Alex Jones type to pick it up and claim that they're using, uh, that calamari is mind controlling you or something. <laughs> or they're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> yeah, we all know that means. It's a thing Alex <laughs> Jones actually said. He, uh, he found an article that hormones and chemicals in uh, cleaning products and stuff that get washed out into the waterways were turning frogs gay. And then he twisted it into his, um, his, Usual bullshit spouting. Okay. Because <laughs> there are actually scientific evidence of frogs changing gender yeah. or breeding purpose. And I was watching a document many, many years. And yeah, they were talking about the, the different seasons, watering hole in Africa. And at the end of the um, rainy season, the frogs had their breeding period. And all the frogs would all jump in together and have a massive orgy of reproduction with the males just fertilizing the eggs that were dropped by the females. And once all the females had finished, they would all get out of the way and go off and whatever else, go get the hair done, whatever. And the males <laughs> would all be in the water still going crazy for it. So you'd have great big light strings of frogs where they were all doing the first thing that popped in front of them. Fair enough. So I only remember that because it was actually quite funny after having watched Drunk Elephant Monkeys, <laughs> fruit falling from the, a tree that was hanging over the top of the water was fermenting, turned into an alcoholic punch. Yeah, it's actually, the... it's actually quite funny watching a drunk elephant. And it turns out if you get bees drunk, they fly upside down. <laughs> oh, can you imagine the the Jerry si- the next Jerry Seinfeld movie, B movie two, B got drunk. I mean, he had to have been pretty drunk to write that movie in the first place. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you ever watched a lot of his. Well, you gotta admit though, he is he is a comic genius. Don't is know. he a Marvel or a DC comic genius? Re- <laughs> uh, I, I say none. Take, I will just line here. I know nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> admit to nothing. Where is it? me not to engage in that question. <laughs> we will plead the fifth, even though not American. No. Uh-huh. The only thing we will admit is you are an android. <laughs> but uh, the article was saying that it's because they're, they're saying it's alien. It, it looks like an alien because of the brain, this nervous system, the eyes, flexible bodies, and ability to camouflage instantaneously. I mean... Uh, what's that? Just called chameleon. Chameleon. The whole word camouflage is yeah. its name. But they're not saying that's an extraterrestrial, are they? <laughs> no, the key difference is that they reckon these ones are because... Of the uh, the differences in their DNA. Staggering level of complexity, 33,000. 
protein coding homo. I think is a uh, really cool. It's also about got a larger brain, nervous system. What I think is really cool about octopus is that uh, well, octopi, octopodes, depending on which um, side of that argument you're on, the they reckon that if they learned how to write, they could be as advanced as people because they only live for five years and they're fairly solitary, so they don't get a chance to pass on knowledge, and that's is the. It- uh, what really lets a civilization develop? Is it the octopus or is it a uh, eternal jellyfish? Ah, uh, jellyfish. Yeah. Jellyfish. Nah, now they hoping... crush them up and put them in beauty products. Mm-hmm. I was hoping the octopus. Could you imagine having a thousand? Wait, aren't that squids? Cool. But aren't squids? Um, isn't that the same concept of um with squids as well what? in terms of intelligence? Uh, uh yeah, they're, they're intelligent, the but they're not as intelligent as an octopus. Ah. Well, I don't know. They're... They're from the same family. Yeah. I think it's just more a matter of one one's showing off more than the other. <laughs> one of them <laughs> likes to predict the uh, the World Cup. So <laughs> oh. I've, I've, I've seen evidence of giant squid. I haven't seen evidence of a giant octopus. Yeah, yeah. Although a squid does fit into the term bonehead pretty along with the cuttlefish. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the other that's the other animal that's um that has got the sophisticated nervous system, camera like eyes, flexible bodies and instantaneous camouflage. What's that? The yeah, cuttlefish. The cuttlefish pretty smart as well. Um, for those that are just joining us, the DJ has just now run through the entire family cephalod. You mean cephalopods? Yes. The first time he said something correct on this podcast. <laughs> we just had to make sure you could actually read the article. They, they all are part of the same. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when we see you and both. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, it would but, be absolutely amazing if they found um, anyway, a cephalopod on Titan or somewhere else, liquid water. But I think Titan is, uh, is that liquid hydrocarbons? I don't know. Never liked it. Actually, it's a great place for a holiday. I think Titan might have been the one made of water. There's a uh, one of Saturn's moons is um, believed to be a candidate for life because it's basically uh, an ocean moon covered in ice. Yeah. It's basically it um, the lakes of Titan. Fe- about the gas types, uh, atmosphere poisonous. Uh, gents, uh, for the uh, lakes of Titan, they are bodies of liquid ethane and methane. Okay, so Titan's the one that's uh, hydrocarbons. Yeah. So if it's ethane and methane, that was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speechless. Yep. <laughs> and lowered the tone of the podcast. A very long... Di- I lot. lowered it. Seriously, we've got to... Do- <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, moving along. Um, interesting article I saw during the week. Microsoft is... I actually saw a couple of articles. The first one, they're seeing a data... They're actually taking it out in the water... Dropping it down. Actually, I think. Yeah, it looks. Uh, yeah, off, it's... off the coast of Orkney, Scotland. Um, they're looking at the. Uh, it's all aimed at reducing energy, improving it with cooling. Which is fair enough. Like the water is a huge heatsink. The ultimate water cooling PC. At one point, I was considering hooking mine up to a swimming pool, but I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> well, I was re- looking at the video, the article, and. They said that um, it was pretty high, like 20% or something of the energy is just for cooling the data or something. Yeah. And But once they drop it into the water, they expected it to drop down to basically zero. The environment that it's in is going to be so much colder. That's going to be a very... The one, the one thing that bugs me about this whole data center being put into water is how do you deal with 
ocean events. Such well, shows. if it's far enough underwater, it won't be affected by storms or waves. No, you worried about the aliens getting the, stealing the data? Yeah, oh, the, the no. octopus, yeah. <laughs> Don't give the cephalopods a botnet. This is actually the start of Skynet taking over. It's actually Microsoft drops a data set and octopus breaks in and takes it. Oh. Out. <laughs> Michael Bates on the road to his to, um, to our email address. <laughs> Best horror movie ever. It's <laughs> well, one where they sharks. So we're already starting off with intelligence. Although, if we want to be honest about the possibility of and life, um, Star Trek actually did a movie where they spoke about the fact that the whales are actually with aliens light years away. <laughs> that is what whale song is about. <laughs> well, wasn't there? Um, I don't know really, fellas, rem- remember that all remember that movie, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Who doesn't? I remember the movie, the series, and the book. Uh-huh. So you guys remember the dolphin? So you well, guys like remember for radio serials at this point. So you guys remember the whole dolphin singing the song that the world is gonna end and bye bye suckers. They were more polite than that. Yeah, <laughs> it was so long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> manners. Unfortunately, EJ does. Oh, unless if they un- unless they stayed in SeaWorld, that is. What? I meant the dolphins. That's why they were thinking us for the fish. Uh, uh. But, uh, yeah, with so that would be a great horror movie, though, the, with the octopus controlling the universe. I don't know if it's a horror movie, but, yeah, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, is where they go back in time to get whales repopulated. They've killed them all. <laughs> is that the one where they, uh, they find the old Apple computer and have no idea how to operate it? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff they do that's actually quite interesting. Which we look at, we look look at it now, and we go, "Oh, that's so funny!" It's uh, it's because it's true. But back then, we're like, oh, "That's the most latest thing." Yep. <laughs> I'm just looking at the dimensions of this data center. It's pretty. It looks pretty small. Well, it doesn't need to be big. But they don't have to have room for people. Yeah, but imagine get, having one server just fall, like um, electronically fail. How would you fix it? That's why you have backups. And even if you needed to, you could pull it back up, look at it again. Well, they've, got, they've actually got plans there, regular base for... There we go. So you just put it up yeah. once a year to uh, replace hard drives and upgrade parts. That'll be fine. Nice, nice. And I like it. This is, this is a tiny data paired with... Although... Beds that now store so much information. Just 12 racks of servers with enough for five minutes. <laughs> so I think this is only just a test case to make sure that everything's operating according to the plan in relation to the corrosion. Also, the concept of the heat cooling and transfer of stuff. Although it does say in the article that they don't expect to be able to repair it. Okay, I was saying about it's got a video. Though. Fair enough, might be a uh, journalistic miscommunication. I'm not going to rule that out. Because... <laughs> <laughs> its origin story is interesting yeah, as well. The, the the article, the um, in the alien, the guy from which one, Buck? Uh, the article we've got the alien octopus. Yeah. The journalist for that is kind of. I'm not going to say their name. People have to go <laughs> at it from. Yeah, if we're going to bully him, we can at least give him clicks, right? I think I think he's. I'm not bullying. I'm just. Saying... Okay. <laughs> although, funnily enough, did, with might be the fu- angle and the haircut, but it just looks. <laughs> although, mind you, with the octopus one, it's funny how how many researchers have gone. Yes, this is a uh, interest in this topic. Um, About thirty researchers. 
30 risk. In fact, it was the same number of risk was vaccination. And all by, and all by all one of them disbarred. retracted this statement. Uh, I, I guess I misremember. It was just the one guy who got disbarred in the end, I think. Yeah, they well, he's faced serious investigation. Yeah, uh, Dr. Andrew all, Wakefield. Because it all came out that he was actually being paid. Yeah. Say... <laughs> That it was that because they want to change the ingredient list in the vaccination. Somebody else could. So between him and a porn star, we now have one of the dumbest groups of people known to man. Who's the porn star? Uh, mm. Melissa? No, Melissa McCartney is the actress. Um, there was a, a porn She's star who was like the the face of the anti-vaccine movement. Oh, um, oh, oh um, it's not actress. Uh, I think I know who you talk about. It's um. You're not talking Pamela Anderson. No, she's smarter than that. Who was the woman? Um, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, that's it. Well, there you go. Um, but select group. Of... But moving, moving on with um, another thing with Microsoft, though. They, uh, another breaking story. They've bought out GitHub for a measly, tiny, paltry $7.5 billion. That's, B with, that's, that's billion with a capital B. And US dollars. So send me some money. You guys got nothing. <laughs> and now they, um, now Microsoft owns my code. So I expect royalties of it, mail. <laughs> no, no, no. They just ain't copies you and own your. Yeah. They're going to send you a bill for. What a truist. <laughs> this, this is Microsoft. These are the people actually, who sued anyone mission was even close to copyright, even if it wasn't actually close. They, actually, uh, I'm not too worried about this because, uh, well, that Microsoft developer tools have been great in the last couple of years. So I'm hoping that whoever's in charge of this acquisition will be doing decent things. Yeah, yeah well, like, yes. oh. Microsoft doesn't mess around with, with a lot of with unless they need, like, they don't change, try to expand and improve. Things. Yeah, it doesn't always work, but when it does, it's usually decent. And they're willing to admit their mistakes and so forth and work to improve on what's been done. And, and unlike some companies that just blather on about, oh, we're so perfect, look at this, we even argued about the font. <laughs> Whereas Microsoft, Microsoft just goes, font schmont, we'll just give you a whole smack of it. You can just make up your own mind for what you want. Mm-hmm. But I will say this: this makes Apple look pathetic, pathetically weak, though. Who was Does talking it? about Apple? I think you're projecting a bit, DJ. <laughs> well, Microsoft is getting huge with with this. It's going to get huge with this. Yeah, they're getting huge. They just spent seven point five billion dollars buying someone. Like, they're already pretty much the biggest IT company out there. They're one of the biggest companies on the planet. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Like they, they, Uncle Bill sitting there in his automated mansion and has shoes made a hundred dollar bill laced together with diamonds and gold and platinum. I was thinking more like I was thinking more that Amazon is Amazon creator is the richest man now. He might be, but Microsoft is more valuable as an entity. Amazon. Amazon's still new. Microsoft has a present you go you go find a computer, it's got a Microsoft product. Yeah, that's acceptable. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They they are in every facet of your from your smartphone all the way through. There, there is code there that traces its origins back. To- They're also, uh, I believe, the biggest open source contributor of a couple of years running. Mm. Like Microsoft writes code for Apple. Microsoft bailed Apple out in the 90s. Yeah, I remember. Well, that was the time when Jobs was not in the company then, wasn't it? 
No, no, no. He was. Yeah, but didn't he? Oh. I remember Uncle Bill and Hicking Hands, and Uncle Bill had to be. <laughs> oh, man. Like, Microsoft lost an antitrust case a couple of years back, but it also won the only company in history to turn around to the US government. Back off, bitch. We're taking our bat and bone elsewhere to play. <laughs> And the American government quietly, they had no stop them. Unlike Boeing and so forth, they don't do contracts of the sensitive the American government can stop them. Although they do still support Windows XP for the military. <laughs> Windows XP. Yeah. Uh-huh. What was it? I saw somewhere during the day the other day. Um, someone uses Windows XP for their operating. I think like all all your ATMs are all operating on basis. Or even older sometimes. Yeah. And, that, and there was works, something else somewhere. But yeah, like Microsoft has got more presence than any other company. The only thing that has a higher level of saturation now that they're seeing data center is water. <laughs> like they, 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 they have outsaturated the planet compared to oxygen because they've got satellites <laughs> up in outer space. They've got submarines operating with Microsoft source on there. So Microsoft is where you, you can find somewhere that doesn't have Microsoft. Even power station. It's Microsoft. So... I have no idea what he just said. Do you? No. I was well, with this with this merger, do you think? think um, the merger. There's there's going to be the with this merger. Can you see a a big competition? I'm not really a merger, but with this acquisition, can we see a competition of of coders? There already is, but I think it will bounce back. I'm assuming what he was saying was uh, we, code is going to hit back see, against can, this. Can we see? Yeah, I'm going to mute him because... Like the best coder. Something about best coders and all that? I have no idea. No, <coughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's it's not a merger. It's, it's an acquisition. They've bought it outright. It's not a merger. Uh, I like the fact that there's a statement here from Microsoft. Most importantly, we recognize the responsibility we take on this agreement. We are committed to being stewards of the community which will retain its developer first, operate <coughs> independently and remain an open. Hopefully so that's true. They're not, well, they're all like, they're, they're software engineers and engineers have the rule of if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yep. So this is one of those situations where you don't, you don't want to mess with the recipe. It's already a successful thing. If you don't do anything, grow it, make it bigger. Yeah, improve support, improve software. What what was um what the Warner Brothers cartoon had um the alien Marvin the Martian yeah he, he had the big guy that looked after him whenever anyone got out of trouble it'd be I'm gonna love him and pet him and call him Joel oh yes that quote um that's all they need to do Microsoft to change it or going look after it and treat it with love and respect yep now the next story we're going to talk about from the bringing back yeah that's uh hope he's rebooted by now. Here I am. Am I alive? Um, nope. You smell kind of funny, but we'll give you a try. <laughs> um, you were going to talk to us about a YouTube black mask. Well, so apparently um, the, the story was about hundreds of Australians are being duped by an online scam which takes control of the user's webcams and unknowingly films them. So the, web, so the website looks legitimate and it puts this 1-800 number and the victims call the call the company and they let the technicians t- take hold of the webcams and just film them secretly that's a uh, very traditional malware approach yeah. <laughs> and honestly if they want to try it with me i'm the one who's going to be laughing at them 
<laughs> they want to film a, a fat, hairy guy. Go for your life. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, they, right. if they're going to film me and want something really, really good, I'll do the the, the bum dance <laughs> made famous by Cameron Diaz, and that'll that'll either crack their lenses or it'll make them so bad that they'll drown in. Don't worry, we will not subject the viewers to this. Uh, <laughs> well. Uh, I don't want to even think about it. <laughs> uh, yes, you do. You're having no, it right now. Of it now. <laughs> bum dance, bum dance. <laughs> no, I'm thinking Shake more of the Numa Numa kid. <laughs> oh, it's on YouTube. By the way, it's also on YouTube. There's all these videos as well. The bum dance? Nope, <laughs> the the scam. Oh, I honest, honestly, I don't, I don't care if, if they if they're going out and doing this sort of thing. It's Pretty and it's kind of weak. Like one, if you're dumb enough to ring up a one eight hundred number after you deserve to have your picture taken. <laughs> so you think? So you think this is a name and shame kind of thing? Well, I don't think that's the intention of it. It's it is supposedly a um, rip off. But the simple fact is, if they're going to catch out a bunch of picture up, at least we will avoid. Or we could sell them the super bridge. <laughs> the way it works <laughs> is that they um they get these people to give them access to the computer, then film them dancing naked in front of their webcam and threaten to leak the video in exchange for money. Oh, dude, that's a that's an old scam. I remember um yeah. some I remember something similar to this where um women would would um women would drag unsuspecting boys on Skype mess on Skype video calls and the women would say like okay okay dude strip and then until they strip up to their junk and then they'll automatically um turn off the video and some old man will say hey you taking uh have you been posing new to my daughter pay up money pay money now and it's just a. are you speaking from experience no (laughs) you seem to have a very detailed story there oh it was just one of those old crime watch videos i saw back in the day uh but yeah they do all the reenactments and it was hilarious but yeah yeah my uh electrical tool shelf just collapsed well, it didn't collapse, oh. everything slipped off it. Oh. So I now have a, a multimeter, uh, an ATX power supply, a bunch of wires, and a laptop power supply sitting on my floor. Cool. Oh. I'll clean that up later. Talking <laughs> about things that are failing and going soft, um, read an article about the um, bubble bursting on flaccid phone. That's right, folks. We said flaccid what is a flaccid phone? A flaccid phone. Well, flaccid means it's drooping, going soft, smaller. Not as rigid and impressive as your phone is having your pocket. Well, actually, depending on the phone you got, some of them don't fit in your pocket anymore because they're too big. <laughs> Apple, you got lots of answer for with that one. Nokia had. Oh, so headphone jacks, please. Nokia had the eighty-two ten down, really small phone that was bulletproof, and now we iPhone everything that handbag to carry your phone. But, um, yeah, no, apparently the the bubble has burst from flagship fatigue. Um, prices declining. Only reason why Apple's showing an increase in growth in market position is due to an increase in price, not in sale. China, like that uh, uh, new iPhone that's like a thousand bucks. Oh, Jesus. Well, the, um, the Samsung was just under a thousand. I think iPhone was actually a lot more. But China, um, the largest. <laughs> Phone market has also got all their own suppliers offering up competition at a cost. So you got long. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. In low-cost smartphones that are providing pretty much the same level of quality at $150 to $500. So I can remember my old HTC Desire X. I bought that brand new for $300, whereas the at the same time was 800 and the iPhone was 900. So yeah, the competition's out there, the quality outstanding and absolutely king butt. Yeah. I thought the, I I thought the whole um, flash, I thought the whole um, smartphones, it's due to going, dropping down is in terms of like how um, data, data management has been going lately with how Facebook, for example, coming under fire with um, data sharing with, for the Chinese comp- um, phone companies like Huawei and Oppo and TCL, to name That's a few. A fun fact, Huawei will uh, give your data to the Chinese government. I don't know if they do that <laughs> for Westerners, but it's definitely happening for the Chinese. Um, yeah, look, honestly, it's people are tired of paying out huge amounts of money and people aren't upgrading their phone every year. Honestly, you need to. They need to have it so a phone lasts for a while. Not everyone can able to waste that sort of money every new phone. Not really worth the difference. Uh, and unless Apple, you're doing Apple's... something brave and courageous, what <laughs> what's new every year? Like you got to take the headphone jack off. That's where we've got, where we're up to. Like Samsung, it, it came out in the release of the, their latest iPhone, um, the S nine and the S nine Plus, and said we're not really worried about changing the shape because it's great as it is. We're just improving the features. Where and Apple, their sales grew by around four percent in part only because the iPhone X super expensive. <laughs> I think that's where the X came from. The expensive part. Like, what's again? What what the what's going to be next? The iPhone double X and the iPhone triple X, the adult only version. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe uh, the iPhone XL. It's bigger, better, and more lasting i don't know if it could be better like just because it's bigger doesn't necessarily mean better i'm happy (laughs) i'm happy with the size of modern phones i've got a a sony xperia z5 and that's about as big as i want because it's so big that my thumb barely reaches to the other side if i hold it in one hand so I don't see the uh, the point in going any bigger. I just want better batteries and so less fragile. Say that. <laughs> Buck so is good. Many lines. Oh, I think I think Small Buck is hands. overheating. Buck is overheating. Quick. <laughs> He's not overheating. Stop applying your robot logic to people. <laughs> You're not I people. Mean... I think he, I think I think the DJ's just getting. We're talking about the flaccid. <laughs> it's going all weird and um, Is DJ one of those sex bots I keep hearing about <laughs> I don't know nope. next topic next I topic I think he was talking about <laughs> wanting to buy one of them that winning date oh my god speaking of which we still have that competition open win a date with a DJ <laughs> which he's oh, gonna crack on at me about later 
Um, he does really. Well, the, biggest, uh, like, uh, the biggest part of the market market slump worldwide is the loss. Uh, sold. Sorry, we lost you there yeah, for a moment. First quarter for the first time in. So can you say that again, Buck? Um, the biggest China reason lost. for the yeah. slump is the lower sales in China, as I was saying before, with fewer than 100 million smartphones being sold there during the first quarter. First time, like 100 million phones. Yeah. Even even if I could just have one from every... Ka-ching! <laughs> I'm going to shit in here. Pardon and bear with me. That's right, folks. Buck needs a large wad of cash. Well, after to my uh, superior species comment last week, <laughs> I'm probably going to need some donations, so cough <laughs> up, DJ. <laughs> and um, next ne- next episode, the um, DJ will be speaking with a stranger voice. If I catch up to him, yeah, I'm going to be slapping him silly for his comment about uh, what a cash. <laughs> and he knows what he he knows what's coming. That's the reason why he said he had that funny line. Oh, uh, my future site is telling me that I know what's coming to coming. And it ain't going to be pleasurable. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I hope the time traveler can come down in and tell me what what am I going to expect. Is this your episode, DJ? Nope. Then why are you Stop trying, trying to, to take segue? over the topics? <laughs> Stop trying to introduce pathetic segues. I mean, that thing that was such a lame attempt <laughs> that you've just you've crippled the entire horse race industry worldwide. <laughs> you've you've nobbled everything. Like cars are going backwards where they're supposed to be going forwards. That was so lame. <laughs> You took us back into the Stone Age. The, the sunrise is now a sunset. The sunset is now a sunrise. Uh, uh. That, that was so insanely pathetic. But in case you missed it, folks, yes, we are moving on. And it's about time traveling. This is a fun one. Do you guys remember John Plato? Uh, name uh, doesn't ring a bell. He was a guy who turned up on forums back in the early 2000s, claiming to be a time traveller, and he uh, made predictions about the future. Actually, it might have been the late 90s, but he made predictions about the future, some of which have come true. And uh, he reckons that he's from the far future and came back to warn us how to save ourselves or something. But we've got another one. James Oliver from, uh, from the year 64, 91, and another planet reckons his time machine broke down, so he's stuck here. Uh, he did pass uh, a, a lie detector test, apparently. Although lie detectors aren't acceptable in, um, they're not acceptable in court. So take that as you will. The, the thing with lie detecting lie detectors are they measure how much you believe what you. Yep. So he could have been, he, he could be mentally ill, or he could have some other situation going on. Um. He says global warming is going to be a big issue. And he thinks America needs to get on the Paris Treaty. Um, I hate to break it to him, but that's nothing from the future. That's currently, it's already a huge issue. Everyone's been going on. It started off in the 80s. They started talking about the hole in the ozone layer. Um, so, yeah, 20 years too late. None. Yeah. So here's a, a fun bit. Uh he says he's met numerous aliens because the definition of alien is something out of this world. So technically, I am meeting one right now. It reminds me a bit of a Ford Prefect from Hitchhikers. <laughs> and the, 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 a united government like the UN 
but countries <laughs> will have their own individual government. And- well, we are slowly moving towards that, mm. but I doubt we'll get there within the next 4,500 years. Well, the, Ameri- the Americans think we're already there because they keep saying that they're, they're pressed the leader. Of- <laughs> oh, uh, I'm, I'm just reading this and they're saying, I have some. I have some who are good friends. My closest friend is from another galaxy. This is basically him talking about aliens. Hang on, he's talking about Siri-like <laughs> artificial uh... intelligent systems in our home. Uh, I've got a mate who's already got the, one of them. What's the Google thing? That's oh yeah, Google table? Home, Google Home, and uh, Alexa, Apple. Yeah, like there's there's already that that sort of stuff happening. Is he actually going to start telling us something that's going to happen in the future? Because all of this is in now. He claims quite the publicity. <laughs> quite the publicity. <laughs> so in other words, he's chasing after. He's a fame hall like Kim Kardashian, but he doesn't want to drop his. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh man. And uh, just, if, so, if... just so people know, James Oliver or Jame Oliver, not Jamie. He's not the. We can't see his face because it's all blurred out. But I don't think it's Jamie. <laughs> Although I do want to know if the kid's food is healthy in the year sixty-four ninety-one. And I want to know what mushroom. Maybe, maybe it is. <laughs> He's had a bad batch of mushroom. Yeah. Oh. However, when asked who the future U.S. presidents will be, he said there are restrictions. To what he so you can say all these other things. Oh, that is bull. But he can't <laughs> tell is... who the future presidents of the United States will. Be. If if the Amer- if the Americans are the leaders of the free charge, actually, hang on. Maybe North Korea blows up China. Blows up. Um, that's the reason why there's no U.S. He just didn't want to tell us. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump is the last U.S. president. You have heard it here, live. <laughs> there you go. When it happens, we will interview any survivors. <laughs> Actually, talking about aliens, did you see that interview? That there was a news clip I saw the the other week about Donald Trump, and he actually had orange skin. He had the, the spray tan made him look like a numpalumpa, and he had the white around the eyes, so you could see it was actually a spray tan and a bad one. That happens fairly often, though. But it was—I mean, like literally, he was—he was as orange as a numpa from back in the, and he had the white spray <laughs> goggle mark on, and he's ridiculous. If he's—if that guy is actually—if—if—if if, if that guy is actually time traveler, I would like to ask him: uh, Did AI play the role in his in his in the universe late in the what future? Did you say? Can you say it in English? If AI, if this guy was really a time traveler, I would like to ask him how advanced is AI in sixty in sixty four ninety one. He did tell you. He made it very clear uh, that in the future we'll have AI servants in the house. Oh, I know that. I know the I know that servants part, but how would it be further, like Android household? But there are limits in the amount of inside. There are limits. We wish for oh, restrictions I on you. Hey, um, I found one. Pardon? I found one. Found one what? How to restrict what he says. That's working. I like that. Um, honestly, the whole... Uh, it sounds like a joke. It sounds like a Although scam. I'm sure we'll all be laughing uh, when, uh, when he comes back in, in 3,000 years, 4,000 years, and he's like, told you. <laughs> but one question I, I wish they uh, would and- ask him is, since time is a traveller, is he a Tenerfield Saddler? What's that a reference to? I can't remember that one. That's a song. Can you say that? Can you say that again, Buck? If time is a traveler, is it also a Tenerfield Saddler? Uh, the boy from Oz. I know Boys where... and girls, come on. 
I'm hoping one of you is going to get it eventually. Honestly, I'm, it's not going to be me. Must be before my time. No, uh, it, it's before yeah. both of your times, but you, you, you haven't fart. heard it. <laughs> but showing his age again. I'm just showing my knowledge. Have you heard of Peter Allen? Yes. The song, yeah. You've heard of the songs Copacabana and of course Mio and all that. He also did a song Time as a Traveler. Okay. Um, yeah, Time is he is originally from Tenterfield. His father was a saddler, saddler there. So yeah, Time as a Traveler, Tenterfield saddler. Ah, see, is a line from one of his songs. And it's just you guys that uncultured realize that and appreciate it. Fair enough. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And considering the fact that Hugh Jackman, Wolverine himself played Peter Allen in The Boy From Oz. I was sure that the DJ... Oh, The Boy From Oz. I heard that wrong, and I thought you were saying The Boy From Mars. No, The Boy From Oz. Yeah. Now I know who you're talking about. I mean, I did when you said it's uh, Peter Allen, but... Yeah. The, yeah. The, guy, the guy who took camp to a whole new level and in a better direction than Liberace. And let me guess, you don't know who Liberace is? No, I know. He's in um in that Billy Joel song. The uh, famous pianist, yeah. Michael Douglas. Yeah. Liberace was so camp that he had Michael Douglas more, played him as more well. Glitter and so forth, and more over the top costumes than Dolly Parton. There was actually there was actually a worry that there was a fight. There was going to be a, a world shortage of glitter and sequence between the two of them fighting. <laughs> He's oh gone again. Oh man, Do- Liberace, that that guy, that guy. Um, but moving on, um, I think. Um, hmm? There's a Jared Leto. Yes. Is yeah. Is that you, DJ? That That's was. me. That up is... Again. Uh, so yeah, basically, there's um the DC. There's going to be another D, uh, DC solo movie called Joker, and this the this version of Joker is played by Jared Leto again, who was also the Joker in Suicide Squad. Oh, that's right. With that uh, <laughs> that shitty makeup. And the the weird tea thing, but he was trying to become part but... of the rap scene, you know. He was going to be a mumble rapper. And didn't he? Uh, like, uh, wasn't the story that he was sending like sex toys through the mail to people just as a look how crazy I am? No, I think that was actually DJ. Nah. Just tried to say that that's what happened. Fair nah, enough. The, uh, the, actually, you're right, um, Professor. There was it a was, story it about was you. it. They told you. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> Are you sure? He uh, there was a story about how Jared Leto um hosted um crazy things to various um cr- to various cast members of the Suicide Squad to see how crazy he he can be, and it was very very freaky at times. Oh yeah, here we are. All the creepy gifts Jared Leto sent the Suicide Squad, and um, you, you, you got to admire a guy that's crazy enough to pee off and. <laughs> Who has a reputation admit, though, for he, a good right hook followed by a left uppercut? Uh, do you reckon Margot he Robbie, he's a good it? joker? Yeah, Mar- Mar- yeah Margot, Margot Robbie, Robbie has a reputation. Um, apparently, she was doing a little bit of a training session. Um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street or whatever it was. Um, you see, he likes to do yeah, a bit she, of boxing training to a... keep himself in shape. And apparently, the rumor is that she did a, a right hook and a left uppercut and dropped him on his back something. Ouch. And mm. he he still laughed about it afterwards, according, apparently, according to the reports I read. 
Because... That explains all of the uh, the bruises in the Revenant. Uh, they didn't like that wasn't makeup. They just hired Margot Robbie to come out and give him a beating. He'll probably actually enjoy it. Like he's he he is a crazy son of a bitch. Like he's the the next Jack Nick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the uh, presents that Jared Leto sent to his cast members they included a video message, a live rat, bu- bullets, a dead pig, anal beads. <laughs> Of course, it gets worse that. Worse. Used condoms. No, who would ship a dead pig? Um, <laughs> Woolworths does it all the time. Most of the, most of the abattoir. True, but it's not like you could just say, "Hey, would you deliver a dead pig to my mate?" Well, could you? Well, you could contact a butcher and ask well, if... to deliver it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. If you can't pay enough money, most, most people, most almost anything can be sent. Any. Um, plus, I think in England you can do that too. Well, you can. Well, you can contact the butcher, deliver. Um, oh, I can buy that. Right, yeah. Mar- there used to be a butcher at Marikovat that I, I had a a couple of shops. They used to deliver to some of the restaurants. And the quality of meat cuts that they used to get were top quality. Everyone respected them. And you could also phone up and order meat. And if you had above us, you got free delivery. Nice. But they they were yeah. proper proper. I mean, like you'd go into the shop. They had beautiful cuts of meat, and they actually spoke butcher talk. So oh. yeah. Um, I think. Now it's time for the shout outs. And we got anything else we want to say about Jared Leto and Hina B? <laughs> nope. All I could say all I could say about this is um yeah, I hope it works out well, but I don't know, DC lately. Eh, but we'll see. We'll see. Only time will tell. Um yeah. Actually speaking of DC, it is how many years um Superman came out this month? Do we need a ticket for D- DJ Thanks. <laughs> 75 years for Ding. Superman. Is it 75 years? Yeah. Is it yeah. 70? Come on, DJ. Yeah. Remember, it was 70, 74 years 70... since the day. And <laughs> what year did Superman come out? But how can it be 1938. How can it be 75 when we're in 2018 sure and plenty it's 1938? People... I'm sure plenty of people would be perfectly happy to skip all of World War II. But that didn't happen. <laughs> well, they're all saying it. <laughs> like even the eight DC videos of it all saying like seventy-five years up... since Superman. Have you pulled up an article from ten years again? Um, here's here's a little hint, DJ. Mm-hmm. The last number is an eight for the year we're in and the year it was released. Nineteen thirty-nine. No. That's dude. It's, it's all say they're saying here like it's June nineteen thirty nine. That's the first no, volume. It's June nineteen thirty eight. Yeah, you, you know how you see those videos there where they try to explain things to people, and it's the most obvious thing, and they are so they can't. <laughs> and I'm, I'm oh. sorry to say this, TJ. You've just you've just done one of those moments. God. Yeah, you're saying it's seventy five years. I'm asking, well, how can it, it be? Listen, you're saying seventy five years. The re- the, the publication date is June 1938. Oh, it is currently right, no. June 2018. Right, right. So my question is, how do you get five? It's not any um, years. Right. He's trying to hide there. It is 80 years since Superman first appeared. Oh, that's a bloody long time. And he's still one of the sexiest characters out there. But you gotta admit, though, he he he's beaten all. He's he's beaten Marvel. What year did the first Marvel superhero come out? 
Because um, uh, Sup- Superman, the first superhero. Um, well, Batman was 1939. Superman was 1938. Um, Phantom. That's been the 30s as well. Yeah. Uh, 1936 with the legendary original god of comics, Lee Falk, who I hate to break it to all the Marvel his. Stanley wishes he could be. Here we go. I looked it up and Google actually has a, um, not Google, Wikipedia has a page titled List of Superhero Debuts. And the mm-hmm. first one is Spring Hero ja- Spring Healed Jack from 1878. Well, there you go. Yep, his first appearance was spring Jack, the Terror of London. And spring Jack is a, uh, a demon. Okay. He was known for appearing to people on streets and then jumping over houses to get away. Fair enough. And uh, if you follow the link to spring Jack, he looks a bit like Batman. There you go. Suspiciously ah. like Batman. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you guys the link. Oh. But I always say, like, you got a lot of the old comics and stuff. I got some stuff that is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Uh, he's got bat wings, but I wouldn't say suspiciously like that. He's got the little ears. That could, well, <laughs> he's also got bat wings. Yeah. But that could just be also it, classified as demonic. It's not a very clear picture. But oh, he's wow. wearing wearing long boots and white sailor pants. I don't know whether that striped shirt is supposed to be ribs or he's just a sailor. But he's also yeah. got a feather in his cap. Ah. Batman doesn't have a feather Look, in his spring. He's got belt. Does. He's got belt. Bat. He's got a belt as well. well yes, Batman else? wears belts. How do you expect him to have his pants stay up, DJ? Suspenders. That's so impractical, <laughs> but he can do the thing where you grab the straps and pull them. Yeah, but what are you going to hang your sword on and put your gun on? Fair enough. This is Victorian England. Oh, the whole- they still had swords. Yes. Honestly, you had people walking around Victorian England that still wore swords. Um, what, what was that? Um, Dick Tracy. What did he, he come out? Uh, Dick Tracy, 1931, October 4th, as a newspaper comic. He's regarded as a notable non-superhero who influenced the genre, according to this article. He's not classified as a superhero, but so many of your gadgets that appear in other sci-fi stuff have come from sources like this. And as we were talking the other week, E.E. Doc Smith, so many of the the ideas these guys came up with that are still influenced science fiction today and even gadgets dick tracy the first person to have an apple watch that's <laughs> correct folks he had the first smart watch in that he could communicate that's pretty cool mm-hmm. so i'm sorry to all those apple marvel hip, uh, rolling over and at me no anyway um moving on with the shout outs we yep. probably getting closer um we have a sad doff of a hat to jerry marin who was the last surviving Wizard of Oz Munchkin, died this week, apparently, at the age of eight. What's uh, interesting is that movies like The Wizard of Oz and uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory turned out to be great places for for the the little people to meet each other, and that's where they formed their first little people unions. I'm sorry, I'm just... I'm, 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 I'm a tall sensei. Yeah. Little amazing. person almost sounds derogatory, but... I'm sure they prefer being called that than uh, midget, munchkin. Um, there was a bloke I know at university that kind of fit into this, and I just used to call him bloke. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but yeah, if I wasn't calling him by name, it was bloke. Um, tough little, but he enjoyed playing football. And I can tell you, tell you right now, he never shied away from it. Um, but moving along, um, yep. we've got 
not yet. Um, J.C. Bucky, American physician and astronaut who was the payload officer in the um, Columbia Space Shuttles, ST... STS-58, didn't you say? I'm just looking for it here. I did have it okay. on my list. Um, yeah, STS-58 um, was born on born this week in 1956. Nathan Hale, the American Revolutionary War Patriot, was born in 1755. He's the man famous for saying, I only regret that I have but one life to give for my country. Born in Coventry, Connecticut. In the, the North American colonies. Yes. And with a guy like, with that sort of sentiment, you, you kind of wish you could revive him and kill him again just so he could feel better about dying. Give him the satisfaction. Because that's one of those lines that's come across so many times. It's almost famous now as the, um, do, you, do you idiots want to live forever? Yep. Um. Also this week, we have Daniel Logan, the New Zealand actor who played Boba Fett, the son of Jango Fett in the Star Wars movie. So, yeah, happy happy birthday to our cousin bro across the ditch. <laughs> and uh, another interesting fact, this week in 1844, the Young Men's Christian Association, more commonly known as YMCA was formed by George Monk. Not just a silly dance. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, uh, the village not, people not were banned a, not in just Soviet Russia. Wow. Probably because they didn't have all those letters in Cyrillic and couldn't do the actions. Come off it. No. I, 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 I'll query that because of the simple fact. Well, they probably would have been banned because it was more of a homophobic thing. Yeah. Like, disco was such a massive thing. There would have been people still doing the YMCA. Yeah, just in underground clubs. Right. That it's that YMCA is so it's synonymous with disco as Gary Glitter, and you probably don't know who Gary Glitter is. No, I do. Was he the one who touched kids? One of one of the many out of that area, apparently. Yeah, got arrested in yeah. Thailand or Cambodia. Can't remember. Yeah, basically, if you were a seventies British pop figure, oh, I wasn't just the British. It was the Americans as well. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> and some crazy stories are coming out of that time period now. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. They've been coming out for decades in America. Yeah, but uh, no one ever took them seriously in the, the UK. Um, oh, okay. Uh, apparently, celebrity chef Anthony Burdain has died age 61. Oh, a bit of uh, breaking news. That only just got reported as we were speaking. Four minutes ago, apparently. So, a uh, bit of a... Bit of a sad thing. I actually, he was one of the few guys you see doing something. I actually, yeah, I really liked his uh, No Reservation series because of the little bit of flair that he put in it, where he, like, he did one uh, in Iceland where he pretended to get lost in the um, the snowfields and mm. be dying and then have food appear and all that. I like, I, <laughs> I like the um, way he would take the Mickey out. Anyone else could, yeah. So I think that's it for this week, though. Um, is the DJ still with us or is he melted? I'm still alive. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. Um, (laughs) Well, that's the end of the show for another week. Um, Please take the opportunity and the time to check out That's Not Canon Productions to to check out some of the myriad of other amazing podcasts that are part of our amazing family. And uh, speaking of That's Not Canon... As this episode goes up, we will be hosting the E3 conference live stream with some what? other members of the That's Not Canon family. We're having a party, folks. It'll be fun. Yep. This will be fun. P 
pizza for breakfast. Delicious. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Delicious. But that's it for another week. Um, check out the Facebook page. Uh, leave us a comment. Leave us an insult. Leave a marriage proposal for the DJ. <laughs> um, it's good night from him and good night from myself. Good night from me. We've got to get some sleep so we can stay up all night doing it free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See you so guys. Long, farewell and same night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.